welcome, welcome to another episode of Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us. Tonight's episode is number 71. Wow, I can't believe we're at 71 already. The best confidence builder is experience. Tonight, we're going to be back talking about our chess versus X-Wing discussion. We're going to be going through obstacle placement, objective placement, ship placement, and forming a battle plan for your turn zero, which is essentially an opening maneuvers in chess. We're also going to be covering <clears throat> some of the ship predictions, some of the points increases, uh, uh, Jingoist, <clears throat> Jingoist, <clears throat> Finn, and... Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Andor. If you would like some spoiler content after the show. With that being said, let's bring in my co-hosts. Maybe are they going to show up? My co-hosts for the evening, JJ and George. How are you doing, um, everyone? Everybody. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to the show. Hopefully your weekend was good sure was it was productive it was productive what'd you do this week weekend um well i got myself a storage unit closer to orlando because i'm actually going to be moving back in that area um so it'll be nice going back to right now i live like about an hour away i live in mount dora so yeah it's a bit of a drive every time i want to go to town and uh um play some x-wing and I'm going to assume that the storm has bypassed you. You seem to be having internet and, and everything. Did you guys have a lot of destruction in your area at all or no? No, thankfully, um, uh, you know, we didn't have any destruction or anything like that. It, you know, the worst that we suffered was like rain and not enough to flood. So that's good, too. But um, other than that, just the internet. So in and out power goes out and every, every once in a while. Well, that's good. And that's, that's a really good thing. Cause that's like always one of the headaches, right? You know, like you never know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to be perceived, what could do it. And it just seems like <clears throat> thankfully at least your area is not hit as hard. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend, JJ? Well, I uh, took the family out to a local farm here, actually, um, for some pumpkin picking. We had a great time over there. Uh, had some food trucks over there that had some great barbecue. Uh, we just had a blast over here. I can't tell you when was the last time that I enjoyed the fall so much because there is no fall in Florida. It's just hot with a little bit of cold, sometimes around winter, and then just hot, just pure heat. There's like no fall weather. Man, it is fantastic. I, I've been really enjoying the weather up here. Um, it's been great. Well, awesome. <clears throat> if you were paying attention, so this weekend I we had my nephew's um, hockey league started back up, so I got some hockey games in. We got to watch the new Hellraiser movie. That was exciting. Um, definitely different uh, than the original series, so um, I don't know. Check it out. If you like horror movies, it's horror movie season, so at least for me it is. And is then, it in theaters? Is that in theaters? Uh, it was released straight into Hulu. So oh, okay, Hulu. That's Hulu, where we gotcha. watched it. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And then um, we also played through about half the Marvel Champions new campaign for the Mutant Genesis uh, with the X Men. And I will tell you, like when we played the Spider Man one, the precon decks inside of the box were okay. Uh, the precon decks for these heroes were not as good. So. Uh, the first game we played, we spent an hour and a half on, which normally that's 
that's a pretty long game. Um, and then uh, we ended up having to rebuild a few of the decks for the campaign. Um, but I will tell you what is insanely fun is um, Cyclops. He's just like off the charts fun to play. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about X-Wing tonight. Um, so do we have any other, is there any events coming up? I think GSP has their championship uh, coming up in two weekends, correct? Yeah, on the 22nd, yes. Yep. And JJ, you barely squeaked by with a win for, for that. Yeah, I barely got my three wins, and then George just laid the hammer on me and uh, and took me out of the <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. It's man. always the worst. And it's going to be worse this time, too, uh, This in Exegol, because, like, as far as I know, I have, what, like, almost five of us? And then we yeah. include you, too. So, like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a mess. I hope we I dodge know. each other. Watch it be, like, round one. We're, like, faced off, right? Yeah. And then, and on stream. <laughs> That'll be funny if it's an entry. So, quick, quick question uh, before we get into our first segment: if if they have points changes, has the own ruled what they're going to do? Uh, not that I know. I, I would... He he would have to make a game time decision, just depending on uh, on when the points are released. I, I would assume that if it's like at least a week before uh, the event, then yeah, he'll, he uh, will probably have those live point changes, which is going to completely, uh, change probably what I'm going to fly. Um, if not, then I'll probably run the same list that I ran for the last galaxies. I'm all about chaos. So I actually do want the points changes to be before, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what I need is for one of you to run Vader defender and win with it so that that way we can knock that off of the of the list i I'm, i get so sick of hearing people say uh vader defender is so great blah 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 and we're not going to get into a vader defender debate but he didn't win anything yet at all I so technically run crate cup technically but he did not yeah. technically win crate cup <laughs> i asked i asked last week because nobody could tell me how many losses vader defender had uh, so actually, I found out um, since they were uh, uploading all the lists and stuff for Cray Cup, uh, Ben Doyle actually went undefeated uh, with uh, with his list. All right, so there you go. First time Vader Defender did anything. Um, I do. I agree with you, George. Though I kind of hope they have changes. I think it will make. Um, so like, I have to go back and clear my schedule or clear our 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 schedule for the stream for that weekend because if we have points changes the week before. And then this weekend, we're going to have those. The weekend after that, we'll have um, the stream. Or we're going to have GSP Exegol and points changes all to cover at one time. And it's going to be yeah. crazy. Um, so I have to go back and go through all my uh, my stream notes because I think we're going to have to like uh, change our, our motion in the ocean this week. Um, so hopefully we get points changes next weekend. That'll make everything easier. But we will see. Yeah, that would be great. Yep. Oh, and it's my daughter's birthday next weekend. So JJ, <laughs> George, I'm gonna need a little bit of help going through those uh points changes. Uh so yeah. in the stream share doc is where we can start snipping some of the stuff. But I think like <laughs> last time we didn't prepare for it, we just kind of like read through them all and it was I don't know, like a two and a half hour. Episode. It really was. So yeah, I got really, not really do that this time. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was much fun. So all right. 
So to begin with, before we get into our churn zero or our points increase discussion, I decided, <coughs> excuse me, I wanted to do a little bit of something. I'm going to bring it up here on screen. I thought what happens, what would happen, right, if we had a ship out of Andor. So the one ship that we know that's new that has not been done in X-Wing before is called the um, what did he call it? Oh, the mobile tech pod is what they called it. So it's it's essentially the ship that you see um, from Andor where what I can't, somebody pronounced that guy's name Slytherin Karn um, commands all of his troops to go to. So what I thought we'd do is why don't we design this ship for X-Wing? So I don't know if either of you have any thoughts or if you want me to go ahead. Um, I laid out a little bit of what I had thought based on what the episode had and based on what the essentially the uh, the way the ship looks. So for this particular ship, I think this is definitely a medium base. Um, it definitely calls out like a lot. Uh, from the Republic, um, at least the same style, at least uh, like the architecture design for it. Um, as far as crew, um, I, I don't see like any gunner slots on this one, but I think this could be possibly a double or even a triple crew carrier uh, for the Empire. Um, in terms of dials, I would probably put it about the the same um, the same dial. Uh, uh, as the lambda, I like making the straights blue, and then all the heart turns um, like either white or even some of the heart turns red, um, to to make it less maneuverable and more of a support ship. Um, I don't see this being like a heavy attack platform um, that would like guarantee it like a three die gun slot, uh, more um, more of a, a support ship. Yeah, I see it more like in a U wing type of role. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So here Which I'm falls in the medium base. <laughs> yeah. 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 It has to be. I agree. It has to be a medium base um, for it. So, all right. So here's kind of, I'm, I'm throwing stuff into the chat. So anybody that is watching can kind of follow along. Um, so essentially what I had down is I believe that it would have six hull and two shields. So basically an eight health yeah. ship. Um, I felt that was kind of fair. I did give it two evasion dice, which is more than the lat, but um, I thought that that was that, and we could talk through that uh, in a minute. Um, I gave it two attack dice as well. Um, I also said but it cannot have the bow tie arc. It's going to have a single rotating arc, so it will be a rotation arc, kind of like a a hawk is, right? Um, if you put the the turret on it, this one will have its own turret. So for the like dial. Yes, or, it's going to have a native turret. Okay. So no front arc attack. It is literally just a turret that goes on there. Um, my theory is for the dial is you would have, um, a, for the red maneuvers, you're going to have two sloops, one hards and two hards, and a stop. Though the stop I, I could, you know, go give or take on, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, for blue maneuvers, one through four straights and one banks. For the white maneuvers, two and three banks. So no three hards in there whatsoever. No five straights. 
no 5Ks, nothing. But giving nope. it a little bit of a slooping maneuverability. So here's a here's an interesting theory on this one because the way those ships deployed, right? You know, they're all facing forward. Um, what if in order for them to like dock into the larger ship, they needed to have a one backwards, like similar to like a quad jumper? Oh, uh, you could do that. I would I would if you got rid of the stop maneuver and maybe did that instead, I think that could be a very interesting take for it. I would like that. Yeah. I would run I the hell out of that. You know that, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll one reverse on a medium base. Yeah, that that's that'll be awesome, actually. All right. So I like that. Um, so we're going to go through slots first, and then I have some configuration things that I wanted to talk about because I really like configuration things, even though nobody else likes them. Um, I feel for slots, what we would have would be come on paste into the chat. All right. The the slots I can see is two native crew slots, one missile slot, because I believe if you look at the pictures in the cannon, there's two green like missile looking things that are up there. So I believe yeah. you could put some missile slot, one missile slot on there, but not two, one sensor slot, two mod slots, an illicit slot, and a tech slot. Because I want to be a little spicy with it. Mm. Because it's so close to like the end of Republic, early Empire, I probably wouldn't give it a tech slot. Um, illicit definitely feels good on this particular ship because it is done run by like corporate security. So it would make sense that they would have their own modifications that the Empire may not be aware of. Um, so I, I definitely like having an illicit slot on it, but tech slot, I don't think so. I think it's too early in in the timeline for uh, for that to come out. All right. So then maybe give it two illicit slots instead. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the pilot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be great. Yeah. All right. For the action bar, I basically said the white actions are going to be focus, evade, coordinate, and jam. Red actions would be target lock and reinforce. Uh, I, I don't know about you, George, but I think giving a two i and, and and this is funny coming from a fire spray player but giving this particular support ship a reinforce on top of having two agility dice makes the support ship really hard to kill i would say um i would be okay not giving a, re, a reinforced slot only the fire spray gets one yes yeah, <laughs> i disagree with you on that one i think this one should get a reinforced slot uh, i don't mind the reinforced um, I don't mind the reinforce. What I actually do mind is uh, I don't know about the coordinate or the uh, the jam. I think one or the other. It could either have a jam or a coordinate, but I don't know about both. Interesting. If well, that actually, was if that was the case, I would give it the native um, jam versus a coordinate. I, actually, you can take out the target lock and force them to take a, uh, a targeting computer as an upgrade. Yeah, I thought about that, but if they ever change the points, I didn't want that. I want it, If we're going to add a, give it a missile slot, I want it to have a native target lock on it. I just okay. want it to be That's red. Fair. That's so. fair. That's fair. Okay. Now, so we have two more. We have what is the ship's ability, but we're not going to get into that yet. I didn't even post that in our show notes because I didn't want either of you to know. Um but uh, the the I came up with two condition cards, kind of based on the show, right? One is called on a mission, the other one would be called escaping failure. 
right? So basically, the idea is is there he's on a mission that ships on a mission to go after Andor, right? We're we're coming in, we're coming in hot. Um, then some bad things happen that I won't mention um, for spoiler reasons, and then basically uh, they're forced to escape and leave, which you could consider chasing. Um, you could consider retreating, whatever floats your boat. So the idea would be is if you take the condition card, you know, or the configuration card on a mission, it would add three more crew slots. So you would have a total of five crew slots. And and get hear hear me out on this for a reason. Even on a medium base, is because in the episode they talk about um twelve people, but that just seemed crazy to me. In this Lego loadout, they can fit five minifigures in. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> um, so now if we if we say we if we give them more crew slots, we gotta do something else to it, right? You know, so basically I'm also gonna say while you're performing a stressful maneuver, you may perform a one white action from your action bar. So basically, if I do a sloop, I get a free white action. Okay. Now, escaping failure. Would if you equip that one, what it does is you would remove all your crew slots but one. So you could take one person. That's it. Nobody else can be on the ship for specific reasons. Um, you would decrease the difficulty of your hard maneuvers, but only the hards, not any of the banks, nothing else. So just the one and two hards would become white again. And then while you're pursuing an enemy ship, you may reroll one attack dice if you're shooting at the rear of the enemy ship. Systematic. Yeah. Um, for me, I would something similar to like how you have it here. Uh, I would probably name it uh, rapid deployment um, and it would have a configuration card that would allow the ship to have um, access to a, a bomb slot so that we can run commandos. Um, and the ability of that configuration is that after you execute a maneuver, if you had not dropped a commando, you may do so after you fully execute the maneuver. And, and the, the 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 key part is fully execute. So you can't bump and launch a commando. You have to fully execute a maneuver, and then you can launch the commando forward. Um, but it has to be straight, and it can't like do like a bendy uh, deployment. And uh, I think that would be like a nice little spice to that. Um, and it will kind of be like they're trying to get in a they're in a rush to go get somebody so they'll like move the ship as fast as they can and then deploy their guys to go after their target okay would there be any penalty at all for like dropping the commandos on that no i think it's just the restriction of just fully executing the maneuver and they can only deploy fully straight execute. forward yeah gotcha yeah. okay makes sense <clears throat> george any changes no, not at all. Like this sort of stuff is not really my. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at coming up with ideas for ships like this. That's why I'm not a game designer. <laughs> uh, fair enough. All right. So how about ship ability? So the idea I had for the ship ability, right, was if you um, it would have to do something with the the turret. That that was my theory. Is it has something to do with the turret? And it would allow you to rotate your turret, kind of like how Namlan does. Yeah. So if if it gets shot at, you can rotate your turret, but it becomes like a 
an action that um, forces you to take a strain token, I guess, or a deplete token. Okay. Or we could be a um, dick and give it a seven fleet gunner, you know, thing, but that just seems wrong to me. For me, I would say uh, chip in your firing arc within range zero to two. Uh, oh, sorry. While a not a friendly non ship, um, I guess device or remote or whatever, uh, performs an attack. If it's in your firing arc at range zero to two, it may re-roll one attack die. Now, the reason I I specify uh, non ship is that I want a ship in the game to actually um, encourage you to use the commandos and opens up the space to like maybe later on AMG develops like the probe droids that we see throughout the the the, the Galactic Civil War um to force them to be like deployed out um similar to like the Epo how they have like their remotes uh, to be deployed early on um I think that would be a really like spicy addition in the, along the lines of like something that could be deployed from a ship or set in uh, at the beginning of the game uh during setup I like interactions like that, um, specific to like certain types of like objects or you know like devices, things like that, because it it adds to like you know the the list building and like what the meta is currently, all of that. So it's pretty cool. <clears throat> all right. Anybody have anything else um, before we move on to the next one? I I, I was going to say we could do pilot cards, but I really don't. You know. Maybe maybe we'll save that to next week or something like yeah. that. Like some of me we, says it's harder to do those until yeah. the show's over with. You know exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm really more interested in this ship just joining the game. Um, so. All right. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you. That was uh that that kind of made sense. And like I said, it, yeah, hopefully that wasn't too much of a spoiler for anybody, um, anybody else. Nah, we should be good there. All right. Well, the next one that we're going to do is we're going to spend a few minutes going through points. Um, JJ wanted to go through some some points before we got too far down the road for predictions. So I brought Yasby up. <clears throat> we could also do TTT, but this the Yasby has the, all the points currently in there. So I figure what we could do is we could go faction by faction and talk about um, points and upgrades if we want and then yeah. um kind of go from there i didn't know how you wanted to do that yeah JJ. i think i think if we just like do like quick hits uh throughout the factions we should be able to get them done uh fairly quickly here so we'll start off with uh with the rebels since they're the first one there on yasb uh for me the ship that i think that needs to be adjusted the most here is probably the um, the Y-Wings, um, I think that there are going to be a few Y-Wings that sh probably should go down to three points to kind of mirror how the Republic currently has them. Um, they have a lot less utility than the, uh, than the Resistance ones, I should say, um, than the Resistance ones have. Um, so the ones that I'm looking at specifically, probably Yvonne Berlain, uh, will probably be a good candidate. We don't see much of Yvonne Berlain being used. Uh, the other one would be uh, Horton Psalm, uh, which uh, is a really great, uh, would be a really great filler ship if you're running multiple uh, ships. I could easily see that being a three-point list or three-point card. And you can also adjust their loadout values so that way you don't overload them with missiles or anything like that. Um, because honestly, they could just use like a turret and they'll be fine. And that way you're not giving them 
um, like a ton of attack dice, um, but they could still be uh, really good ships to add an S filler there. Um, and then going to um, something that the Re the rebellion doesn't have is a two point ship. Uh, my prime candidate for it would probably be a, a generic Z ninety five, um, or even um, probably Derek uh, Clivian again as a two pointer in the A wing. Um, I mean his ability is basically blank, and I think that he would be at least a, a decent ship. Now I understand he's a, a three agility ship. Um, but he's definitely a great objective getter. Um, and those would be like my candidates for like something that could be affected for paint, uh, points changes. Any ships for you guys in mind? Well, the first thing I would say is you cannot have a 2.8 wing. I'm just going to state it. You cannot have a 2.8 wing. It's not going <laughs> to happen. You're never going to get that. Um, that was a mistake they already made. They're not going to make that again. Um, <laughs> okay. I actually don't know if I would give them a two point ship at all to be perfect. You can have, a two-point TIE fighter, and it can be... Oh, they don't even have a generic. I think the um, Zs make sense for two points. I think that's yeah. fine. Uh, they don't have much on them. They're two dice agility. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't make any of the name ones like two points just because they're both really good and blunt yeah. and Kraken. Um, but a generic, I mean, that that's that's really good. They're initiative two, like... Yeah. Or, or even the one, actually. So uh, the bandits or whatever. Yeah, you could just give them zero loadout and they're fine, right? You know, they're just there to just be a filler and that's it. So my thing I think is arcs should um, have an increase in loadout points and one of them should go down in points. Um, I would one? probably say Istaban is the really the only one that can go down in points. Um, though I would challenge you can move all of them to four points if you reduce their loadout. And gave them less loadout. Uh, I I would agree, except for Nora. I think Nora and Arik is probably one of the better ships for the Rebellion, just because she's very tanky. Um, but the rest, yeah, I mean, uh, Shara Bay and and um, and Garvin can go down to four. Although, I mean, it, yeah, if you lower the the loadout points so that way Garvin can do like perceptive co-pilot. Um, or just remove the slot entirely, uh, then yeah, he's he feels a lot more fair. Yeah, so for me, that was a, the the arcs are very iconic, and in both factions, nobody really runs them. Um, and I just feel that they, I feel it would be beneficial to have one or two of them at four points. Um, you don't even have to do all of them at four if you don't want to. So, um, Fang Fighters, obviously, um, I think. All the Fang fighters should go down one point. Yeah, and I agree with that. I even think Fen should go down one point. Yeah, there's no point of using Fen right now when you can just use Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like I don't see that. Like, even though I, I do have a list with Fen, but I don't like it. <laughs> um, really, I mean. I'll say that I had said before the gaunt or gauntlet fighters I think are overpriced, but I don't know what you do because once you start moving things to six points, you 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 can start creating um, a hellscape. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and then I also think these I think um, so Janors can stay where Janors is because I hate Janors with a passion. Um, I think Kyle Katarin could go down a point. Um, and I have never seen anybody ever fly 
rogue garnet ever yeah and you know the ability yeah you get to move somebody up to i7 to shoot um i i don't know if that's necessarily good in this meta i mean yeah i suppose you can load out like a really heavy like low initiative ship and have them shoot first but i mean there's nothing really that i think would be broken like that squad tactics let's go no it lets you engage on initiative seven you can't squad tactics it oh damn it yeah no but um i think the problem is the same thing like cost like six points i'm gonna put luke skywalker in there like, why would I put this this thing in the there? Hulk. I yeah. think what they should do is remove the ability to take like to take the title on some of them to reduce the cost. That's fine. I like yeah. that. So, Jane hey. cannot be five. You cannot have that, Nick. It's not gonna you happen. I I will actually agree with Nick Sperry. Jan is a mm. five as long as she cannot use Moldy Crow. <laughs> yeah, that's super strong. The title's what makes it strong, but yeah. Again, it's just three agility. Sorry, three hole, two shield. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna go down. Yeah, but I don't think Janor's ability should be five points with that moldy roll. That's that's really good. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything else for Rebel before we move to Empire? Uh no. Go ahead with Empire. All right. For me and Empire, um, the first the gauntlet. Uh, Gar Saxon should just immediately go down to seven. You can keep your loadout yes. points. Go to seven. Like, just I don't even understand. I don't understand it. Don't get it. Um. Uh, I I don't know. I just don't see. I just don't see see why they do that. Um, I would like. Oh, this is going to be horrible. I would like. Um. Um. Mark A. Steel. To go down to four points, <laughs> um, I know nobody's gonna want that to happen. I I flew are... steel tonight and then did nothing with him and lost him, you know. But I ended up with nine um nine objective points before I lost him. So it wasn't the end of the world, but still, it was. If he was at four points, you would feel less like you have to kind of move around and and try not to joust with him. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it's difficult to make great or at least effective use of Merrick Steel without having a lot of support with like a coordinator, um, because they don't have like that token economy like the rebels have or like some of the other uh, factions have. Um, so he he always finds himself token uh, token starves, and unless he's getting coordinated a target lock or a focus, uh, Merrick Steel just doesn't quite hit as good without having all that extra stuff. Yep. Um, and then I guess really the only other, you know, like the other thing that I, I don't know, I would like to see these Reapers um, change a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I oh, hate saying the cost. what Load increase the cost. I don't know. I really don't like saying to increase the cost on them because I think five becomes a little bit too much. Yeah. But giving them two four points ships at that price point is pretty good. And I think it all depends on what they do with the jingoists and everything else. You might be able to, um, you might be able to leave them if you start moving tie fighters around. 
because obviously to me the jingoist should go up to three points no questions asked um <clears throat> i would leave wampa where he's at and yeah because i like I, I really like that they've utilized wampa though i like my night night beast a little bit better but um I don't know. Today, my my Wampa shot three dice almost every turn. So, only one time did he get shot. <laughs> Nobody else shot at him. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. So, like this one's a, this one, I could go either way. I really hate making them five points. To be perfectly honest with you, but I think if you want to uh, fix some of the Vader tie swarm stuff, you move them to five, or we're gonna have to fix the cost of the ties. To, to make that better because two jingles are just insane at at four points um just off the chart and then the last i always keep saying this I, at the tie heavies i feel the tie heavy should come back down in price again maybe not all of them but uh, get, give me a couple of these uh, at a lower cost back down to four which <clears throat> uh, okay yeah. so do you think that layton is w better or worse than rampage uh, I, I think Layton is better, but that's me. Okay. Because so would you would you lower uh rampage down lower than Layton then? Yeah. It, mm, yes. Yeah. Probably. Okay. I, I maybe Layton doesn't. I mean, I to me, I think the generics go down to four points, and and then rampage can go to four points. Okay. So I want I want that yeah. rampage. I want this tie heavy to be like looked at as a substitute for that reaper. Cause I like flying these ships. Like that's, that's my favorite like ship to fly. And then the last one I have is Iden. Iden should go, um, up a point. Just, just flat off. You, she can keep everything else, but go up a point. Fair. I think she's fine. <laughs> All right. I disagree with you. It's the Jangoists. They're the problem. So for me, I think uh, my pick here for uh, for the Empire would be Vagabond in the Tie Striker. Um, I would argue that he's worth three points. Um, he is an Initiative 2 pilot, and uh, yes, he's a bomber, but he only has four hull, and uh, currently with his loadout value, he doesn't have much in terms of points to really protect himself. Um, he can pop really, really easy um, with Vagabond uh, uh, in the Tie Striker. Gotcha. Um, I think that he is probably the only candidate for uh, the Tie Striker that would be worth going down to three points. Uh, mainly because, again, low initiative, doesn't have much in terms of defense. Yes, he does have two agility, but that could easily get burned down, especially if you have an, uh, like two unlucky crits onto that ship and it could just burn down really fast. I don't see that being worth four points. I think that's a candidate to go down to three. I don't know. Do you want to give a, a three dice gun? At initiative two, that could be initiative killed. Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm. All right. I would <laughs> I would consider it. I don't I don't I'm not hundred percent sold on that either though. And then I like your the, take. I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing, but it, it would be, I can see that being an auto include then basically on your yeah. list. Now the other spicy one, uh, rack rear Admiral Shernu in the, uh, the decimator. We're not seeing a lot of him, um, because he has eight points. I, 
I think that in order for him to see play um, more than Morna or Oiken, he does need to come back down to seven. Um, I mean, I, I think that to make him more viable, uh, just keeping him at uh, at eight points right now, he's he's never going to see play or hardly ever see any play. Um, I think seven would be a better spot for him. I would probably take out a few points, maybe give him 23 loadout value instead of 26 um, to just reduce some of the options that you could put on an initiative five decimator. Um, but uh, I, I think that he's he needs some love. Uh, I don't agree. <laughs> that free eyeball to a crit is pretty good. That's a yeah, that's that's pretty good ability. But remember, we're in a jam meta right now, right? It's got, <laughs> so it's so easy to jam these ships, especially if they don't have any reposition. So you put a chaff cloud in front of him or a ship that can do jam actions, um, and good, good luck getting your reinforce. You're not getting any passive mods there, you know? All right. All right, George, what about you? Me? I want to see my boy, uh, Sunterfell, go down in point, please. Woo, woo. All right, I forgot about that. Yes. Yep. 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 I mean, I'm Bring in the same point. Both. Okay. So, <laughs> if he's five, do you can? Would you also consider bringing down Gideon Hask down to five as well? Gideon. Gideon. He's the one that if you if he is five damage defender in the interceptor. Oh, he, he is five. I thought he was yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Okay. All right. So I'm just right. Never mind. No. Yeah. They they changed him. I believe last last one. Okay. No, it was Sienna. Well, you know what? Now I don't know. Now I don't know. But no, he's he is five with twelve loadout. Okay, all right. Yeah, give me Gideon right, so and he's here together. Now. Ten points. All right. <laughs> give me an Ace yes. meta. Oof. Yeah. I love me some sincere though. All right. <clears throat> Where's and then Charles? The the last thing I'm gonna I'm it's it's a little hard for me here because I know that the ship is getting reprinted here soon. Um, in extended, we have the uh, the gunboat coming out here. Um, I I want to say Vinder probably belongs in the four category. Oh, we're, no. we're extended. No, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my god! Zero loadout, right. Vinder. You right. can have zero loadout. How about five? We'll compromise in the middle. Five, five pointer. I don't. Mm. I don't know. He's no. worth a quarter of your list. No, like, no. Come on. No. <laughs> he can't even use chef. Like, come on. I don't care. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't. You don't. You understand the chaff is not what you know the thing for me. Again, you know, it's it's still a jam meta right now with, with no. what we have with chaff. I don't think he's going to be very good um, trying to get like target locks consistently if you know people are jamming him. And he can't turn around easily. No, I don't like. He can turn around. He can slam. Yeah, but that's a really big U. You're not gonna like get right behind somebody once you do that big. big U. Okay, I no, I'm not. I'm not for bringing vendor down. I'd rather them. No, I wanted to see what they're when they reprint it. The, the, how about this? They are not gonna touch extended. So unless they add something to extended, they're they're just they're gonna well, ignore that. He, He's coming into standard. Um, the tight bomber and the gunboats were the two ships specifically. Yeah, but not till next year. You, they're not going to touch it. I'll just tell you right now, they're not going to touch it. <laughs> next year they will, if they, because there's a probability they might change the stats on those. Okay. We because we don't have to worry about like, as long as they don't change the dial, they might just change the stat. Yeah. Okay. So no. 
I didn't even know he was six points. I never look at extended lists. So. Yeah, JG just wants to run some dirty BS with him. That's the only re- <laughs> he wants him at six points so he can run some dirty BS in Nickel City League. That's why. If you're not and if you're not playing in Nickel City League, you can sign up. I don't know. JG will post the link here a little bit. Actually, they uh, they hit the capacity, so it has been officially closed at wow. 48 players. Um, so yeah, that's going to be uh, four teams in two conferences. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting uh, uh, season two for NCX and uh, Nick Spurry uh, being one of the captains of the teams. Uh, so it's going to be uh, really fun this week, this season. All right, let's move on to scum. Cause I don't want to spend all night. <laughs> um, yeah. So here for me, mall, I- I'll just say it, bring yeah. malls loadout down, but let's bring him down to eight points. Yeah, totally agree. Um, a ball has been put in the the timeout box for too long. I think that he needs to come down a point. Um, even though he has three force, I mean, he just uh, he's not going to be the next boogeyman. Honestly, um, yes, he he does definitely has a lot of passive mods, but uh, without a boost or a barrel to reposition, um, it's pretty hard to turn around when you're constantly bumping or getting stressed. So, uh, so yeah. And then I would say. All the Fang fighters should come down a point, except for Old Turok and Fen. Um, you could probably bring Fen down to six points, and you could it would be okay if you lost some loadout. I I would never want to see Old Turok at five points. I I don't like that. I hate Old Turok's ability. <clears throat> it's it's a it, I actually just don't like that ship. I think that ship is that pilot is a poor design. Um, by FFG, I really don't think he's a good design ship. Um, but on the opposite side, I do think that all these things are like way too overpriced for their own good. Um, period. Um, and here I would say Han's loadout points should go up. <clears throat> I think Han should get more loadout points than he has. Um, I think he's okay. Where he's at right now. Nah. I would like to see him go up and I would like to see him get a, a second or a third crew slot added. So oh, that wow. I can wow, that's a no, lot. That, that's aggressive, right there. I already <laughs> like I've been playing Han, and I've been using him with uh, the child and Mando, so he can have that reinforce, and it's pretty strong. He can yeah. actually survive quite a few hits. Yeah. All right, he's, I'm he's still saying I still feel <laughs> I still feel he could he could have some loadout up added and a crew slot added. Sure, I'll just add Kira on there. That's fine. No, why would you not add? Why would you get rid of Kira? I hate Kira. Ban Kira. There we go. We'll just ban Kira. Um, but no, it would be so that we have another Superman carrier that's not Bosk, right? Like if I have Han that can carry Super Commandos, um, so fine. Even if you don't give the loadout points increase, but give him a third crew slot, to me, the Super Commandos I think could be very good on that Falcon. That's fair. That's what I would like to see. Other than that, you know, I don't really have any strong opinions either which way, other than I think these world classes, the generics are overpriced. But yeah, for me, um, for scum, uh, again, going back to the Y Wings, the, the scum Y Wings don't see any play. I mean, every once in a what? while I see Cavill out there, but he's the okay. only Y Wing pilot that I see. Um, specifically, the pilots I would like to see go down is Drea Renthal at three points. Um, nobody's running generics. Uh, yeah, we need wait, more wait, generics to wait, go down. Wait, wait a yeah. minute. While a friendly non-limited ship 
performs yeah. an attack if the defender is in okay yeah so she she works basically with generics and since hardly anybody is running generics um in in their list i mean drea basically has n- n- no purpose other than just to be an initiative three uh pilot there uh, same thing with Patrick. We're not seeing much of him. He'll be a good uh, initiative three pilot. Lima Kai is perfect where she is. And Arlis Hardrasian, uh, kind of a spicy type of, of um, like, you know, bet big and, and win big type of uh, pilot. But again, he's not. Seeing no. you're, you're not you're not going to see you're not. Nope. You're not getting that at three points. Again, that's like, oh, here, I'm going to change an eyeball to a crit. It's an automatic. No. That that pops yeah, but then that, every that turn. Works. Yeah, but it also changes any focus results on his defense down to a blank. So even if he had a focus, you know, you you basically have zero defense on that on that Y wing. So that gets burned down really fast, <laughs> um, uh-huh. especially with uh, with like crit chains. So I think that um, that could die fairly fast. Um, I mean, sure. I mean, you can give it less load out if you want, so that way it doesn't equip like a shield upgrade. Um, but yeah, I think that pilot can come down to three without too much of a fuss. No, I disagree. You can have Drea and pa- and Podrick. That's fine. I I like Podrick actually. I think that would be a spicy take at at three points, personally. Yeah. And then giving Scum more two point <clears throat> options that they desperately need. Um, oh I, I think the mining guild tie honestly. Yep. Um, Yushin. Um, easily a, a, a two-point ship that could be uh, that could be good, and sh- I mean, or maybe even why, one of the generic. Why do you want two-point? I'm going to ask. What, what? Why do you want two-point ships? Like why? Why do we need a two-point ship in Scum? They're honestly needed. I mean, they're ships. They're they're different lists that you can fill out to exactly like you know 18 points, and then you basically can't do anything else because you you don't have those two-point options. Unless, of course, you want to. You know, run a mobile proton bomb in the uh, in the escape craft, um, but beyond that, I mean, a mining guild tie is not going to do much. It doesn't have the same yeah. dial as a regular tie, and it it can burn down fairly easy. Um, Look, right. and yeah, I agree. I, I want I want, I want a reason to use Kath Scarlet. I want a reason to use Drea. I want a reason to like bring generic ships. Like I don't need a named pilot. I just want to bring more ships on the table. To be honest, that's what I want to do. So what we yeah. had talked about before were two-point ships. If it's a non-swarming faction, <clears throat> and I would consider Scum a non-swarmy faction, um, I would feel that your two-point ship can be a generic with no loadout. Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. that I can live with that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So we go back to Rebels. It cannot be A-Wing still. I am not going to grant an A-Wing at two points. That's just effing stupid. Fair, fair. Uh, but That's the Z95 is a perfect candidate, though. Fine. A points. generic C95 at two points, no loadout, Merry Christmas. It's yeah. a filler ship only. I'll grant that. Yeah. All right. Anything else in scum for you, George? Uh, Nope. I was going to mention the generic, so uh, that's already mentioned. <laughs> yeah. All right. Resistance. Um, here's where I feel out of these Y wings, one of them should go up and I'm going to say Wilsa should go up to yeah. four points. Um, leave the other I two leave. there. That's fine. Just and, Wilsa needs to go up to four points and give me some love to Nobby. Uh, some of these resistance, a wings need to come down. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I could definitely think of at least Greer, uh, being a three point ship and Merle also being a three point ship. Um, those are ships that, uh, that, 
could uh, see a little more play um, in resistance and to uh, kind of break up the staleness that the resistance has right now uh, with their the availability of ships. I would also like to see Hamage uh, in the resistance transport drop down by one point. Um, we're seeing a lot of Covenel and occasionally Noden, but Noden has a higher ceiling for uh, his ability. Uh, but uh, Hamage on the uh, on the transport, I mean, the ability is not really the best, um, and it's easy to basically shoot down that one agility ship, um, and it's not going to have very much offense unless you equip a cannon to it, which you may or may not uh, hit something. I don't think they um, should go down to three points. Yeah. Uh, nope. I don't think so. I don't think a resistance transport should be at three points. That's that's a lot of health for three points. <laughs> well, yeah, we, with, we lower with... the loadout value, though. On top I, of that. I don't care. <laughs> okay. No. No, no, no. Why um, do you hate it so much? <clears throat> I just don't think it should be three points. I don't hate it. I actually think that 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 pilot could get more play. People just don't want to play them. Like, I don't know. No three there should be zero three point resistance transports. Like if you want to put Noden at four points, okay. Yeah, okay. I could I could concede with that, um, but not not yeah, no. The okay. Three point eight health ship is 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 nobody else has that. We're not going to start that trend. Yeah. I mean, unless the you want to other... give me give me give me Seppi bombers at two points. There you go. Give me my bombardment drones and my I ones at two points and leave their loadout alone. Um, there you go. I think the what's the I one? Uh, what's what's the name of that one? The Bactoid. The Bactoid. I think I think the Bactoids because they're pipped to two, right? Uh, yeah. I I, I would be okay with those being at two points. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna keep moving on. JJ conceded. I'm not gonna concede my logistics <laughs> transport. Um, we're gonna move. We're just gonna keep moving on and ignore you. I'll mute you if I have to. Um, All right. Unban Han for for the scum. Uh, no. Falcon. Ooh, spicy. No. Okay, here's spicy. my argument. Here's my argument, okay? You can no longer score objectives on turn one, so his his deployment in the middle of the board doesn't really matter anymore. And, I mean, if you keep him at his same cost right now and whatever he has right there, he's going to be about the same as a Chewy or, uh, or a Ray. Actually, probably less so than a Ray. Um, and he, he's a pretty decent pilot just to have for that I-6 Falcon. No. Um, I don't see... It nope. being too much of a hassle. No. Nope. Um, no. Nope. Why? All nope. right. Tell me why no. Tell me why no. Well, first off, he's six points. He's an I six at six points. So we're gonna start there. Okay. He's an I six Falcon at six points. Was he really? Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Wedge Antilles soon soon tier fell. Uh, and Anakin and Resistance uh, or Republic rather. I mean, yeah. There's. The well, one, the, the, sure. Then give me Ray at six points. I mean, you're just making no. an argument to say Ray is come on. Han. I, I, I think he's fine at six points, actually. I I think he's fine. Not a, not no, because with, I don't with the ability that you can only use once per game. Nope. Yeah. Just get rid of the ability and you can have him at six points. No, I still <laughs> think he should go up to seven points. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna say he should be at seven points. I well, then you, you should not have seven points. Then. Okay, if he was at seven points, would you consider unbanning him? No, I want his ability <laughs> removed. I'm sorry, like I think it's an ability. I I actually okay. agree with AMG on this one. I am not for his ability. I don't like it. I don't think it should happen. 
Nope. Um, can't you play um, like It's the Resistance anyway still? Yeah. Yeah. It's still legal. Yep. Yeah. Not on him, but. No, right, right. Course. But you could do it to a Falcon and it can come in behind your list, basically. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's, after it's three pricey. turns. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's after three turns and nobody's used it to success. So, no. Nope. Get rid of Han's ability. I th- think Han should be a seven point ship no matter what. And get rid of his uh, his he's an I six he should not be six points and get rid of his ability, then you can have him back in the game, and maybe next week you want you could we could redesign Han if you want next week. <laughs> okay, cool. Like I'm okay no. with that and that discussion, but there's no way that that Falcon should be six points at an I six. Just like like if if he had the same dial and the same output as Scum Han, then we could have that conversation, but. Uh, Scum Han's okay. dial is better, but the gun, right, is worse. But yeah, even yeah. so, like the, the health, the health is still the same. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, no. I'm kind of in. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I would like to see uh, two of these T70s come down to four points. Which one? Um, I would like to see Jeff C Striker. Um, yeah, that was that was my guess. to come down. Yeah. Uh, that one I think is an easy. Easy way to say yes, you can have that. Um, uh, personally, I would like to see Kara Kuhn at four points, but I think that her ability is too good to to have that. So, yeah, that that she was kind of like my third candidate too. But yeah, just that that innate daredevil ability is really good. Yeah, so like, it is. People. I think yeah. if her initiative was like three, yeah, but it's four, and that's an ideal. Like that's a sweet spot. So. Yeah. I also um, think Tubbs could come down to four. Yeah, Jacob's Tubbs was my second candidate to come down to a four. Although I would just say a caveat of reducing his loadout to probably six points, and I'll be okay with it. Ouch. Yeah, it's a little light, but it's I, enough it, for heroic and a cannon or a Nashramek. Okay, fair enough. Anything else in resistance? Oh, Finn. There you go. There's the, the oh, yeah. that's that's the easy one. Finn, you are no Bring longer at three points or you no longer have any loadout. So you can keep them at three points and kill all loadout. Period. <laughs> would you all really, loadout. You really hate him. Oh, I do. So, <laughs> hang on. So would you consider keeping him with the same loadout and same points, but he gets no crew slot? So he can't have a perceptive co-pilot, which means he can't double focus. And he basically no. has the town slots. That's no, nope. no, nope. I don't think that's enough. Okay, he's kind Sorry. of a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, yes, three it. points. I say you could keep everything and just make them four points. No, okay. no, 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 no. Four is yeah. too much. Then nobody will that's, run that's if you auto, want Finn. That's an auto ban right there. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad. See ya. You, you put him in a deathbed there, but like if you take away like a crew or reduce his points, I think that's fine <clears throat> mm, i don't know i hate finn i say just ban him like if it were up to me i would just put him on the extended only list and i would put finn gunner as well on the extended only list and it's my hot take that is that is out of all the ships that is definitely the one ship i think to just go away be done out of everybody else so all right first order first order what do you, what do you want to see changed 
honestly, I think First Order is one of the the, the factions that I think is actually in a good spot overall. Um, there's not many choices for ships that really need adjustments other than like maybe the loadout value for the Fombers. Um, but in terms of points, I think the, the First Order actually has a really good um, balance for their ships where you can have a, a plethora of different options. The only thing that really sets them apart is just the loadout values that uh, these ships have. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the Fombers because they can equip a lot of different options for bombs as well as the chaff. And I think that if you toy around with that, you can bounce them down a bit. Um, or Electro Chaff, I would definitely be one of the top uh, upgrades in the game that's probably going to get adjusted so that way you can't um, easily fit them in a squad. So, I don't know. I would say the problem we have here is... The, is so maybe a lot of the other stuff might be balanced, but these Fombers are unbalanced. I think... You need to ban skilled bombardier um, with chafe cloud. Like, right? I think that has to immediately be done. And the chafe cloud needs to be eroded to say you cannot move before you launch it. Period. Because it's a missile, <laughs> not a, <clears throat> um, you know, not a bomb specifically. So I think both those things have to be eroded. And I think you should increase. Uh, grudges points to six or uh, to five points right there. Um, and I think that fixes some of that. I would also say Malaris needs to go up to um, four points. And that's oh, more uh, TIE Fighter, TIE Fighter, Malaris, yep, TIE Fighter, Malaris. Sorry. And and it's only so that we have we can we, we have other stuff that we can play like, you know, there, there could be other <laughs> things that we could play that we just don't need to see Malaris all the time, you know? Okay. That's fair. Any, um, any ships you think or pilots you think that would fit, uh, or would qualify for a two pointer for the first order? Uh, BA. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? Um, I've, I've kind of been like racking my brain and considering if, um, if the Ember would be a good four-point ship. Ember is a four-point ship. I thought it was fine for some reason. No. Okay. Never mind. I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, um I think Von Reg should come down to five. Just like uh, I, I, I'm gonna throw the he's an I6 pilot argument back in your face for that. You didn't argue <laughs> with me, you didn't argue with me or George on Soon's here. So there you go. There's a difference between a four health ship and a twelve or thirteen health ship. Now with that loadout, you could make them a, a six health ship. No, sorry, a five health ship with regen. How does he get regen? Oh, the deuterium fuel cells. Well, you could easily fix that. He has one more no, health you can't. over Suntir, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to it's it's hard to put them down. Like, I think some of the other ones can go down for that ship, but yeah, I would love to just see ge those generics come down to four points. Yeah. But I mean, I would actually run those. I my favorite list that I had, um, just for like new players and for like just funzy stuff, was three of these uh, BAs and Kylo silencer. I love running that. 
you didn't get almost any upgrades at all. Um, but I, I love that. That that was one of my favorite lists. I think um, my candidate for a two pointer is TN three four six five on the SF fighter. Um, he's the one where what he can suffer crit. No, yeah. no. His he... ability allows you to suffer crit to change <laughs> one of the attack results to crit. So he's easy to burn down, honestly. Yeah, um, he's in, in an SF. You mean that? FO? Sorry, the uh, the fighter, the regular fighter. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the sorry. answer that, goes that, back. That's sorry. <laughs> we just go back to you can have a generic at uh, two points and uh, no loadout. There you go. And pip yeah, I, I would give them with no loadout. But the thing is, like, if they're not willing to pip the generics, then that out of all the Tie Fighter pilots, that would be the only one that I would be comfortable with at two points with no loadout. I don't know. I guess I don't I just give me generics pipped and call it. Yeah, that would be great. That would actually solve a lot of problems. Yeah, definitely. Which that was our suggestion a long time ago. So, yeah. All right. Republic. Do I dare say Hound should have to go up to six points? Is that like Hound and Hawk should go up to six points? I hate saying that, but. No, um, they're not worth six points, honestly. Um, I think that their issue is just their efficiency with their loadout values where you can put in really, really good crew um, for what they have. And I think that if you strip away their loadout value down, um, it reduces their efficiency and it um, it, it makes the... It, it reduces the comboing that, uh, that is really common right now with the Republic. And um, and it will make them less effective that way. Um, you're still dedicating a quarter of your list just to that one ship that basically just provides passive rerolls uh, to to the list, and that's about it. Seventh fleet. And seventh fleet. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like you shouldn't be able to have like a really good carrier or a really good uh like crew that gives you like everybody in your list like a bunch of tokens and like satine and also have a space to fit seven fleet gunner on there like i think that it should be one or the other you know um of course you could adjust the points for those particular ships individually but i think that it's just easier to uh or, or sorry adjust the points for those upgrades in particular but i think it's just easier to target these specific ships since this is the most common uh like ships that we're seeing and leave it open for, like, let's say a squad of ARC 170s that want to each take 7th Fleet Gunner. If they want to recharge it, they're going to have to take a, a, a weapons disabled token, uh, which is going to hurt their, their offense pretty good. Um, so that limits the possibility of them being able to use that. Um, I think that's a more fair version to, for, um, to kind of balance that out. Gotcha, gotcha. What about any other like the Jedi's? Do you do we think like anything needs to change with them? Um, mm. Plo Koon. Um, man, I, I he's, do we want he's to bring him down? Yeah, like I I want to have Plo Koon come down in the specifically in the Delta Seven, not the Seven B. Um, yeah. But at the same time, an initiative five at four points kind of feels gross, especially since they already have Obi-Wan at five points in the Ada. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I would love to see Plo uh, be played a little bit more, but do you then just make the other 
options more expensive to make him a more enticing chip to be played? Uh, you could increase his loadout, I think, and make him more enticing. I, I don't know. I kind of agree with bringing him down to the four points. Um, but again, all of it, the problem becomes is it, it is, I don't know. Like, they're not so, missile carriers anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's my comparison, right? Like <clears throat> Mace Windu is a really, really good value for four points is bringing Ploku, who, uh, who is an initiative hire, feel like the same power level as Mace Windu? Yeah, yes, I think so. It's one initiative more, but... Because his ability isn't proccing all that often. Right. Unless you're, like, you know, sending him in with a bunch of arcs with some fleet gunner, and then you just start taking their tokens away. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that too. <laughs> Oof, yeah. But right now nobody's bringing arcs, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then of course the other ship that desperately needs love in the uh, the Republic, the Torrents. Uh, there definitely needs to be at least two or three pilots on those Torrents that can easily go down to three points. Um, giving them some better options there and um, and seeing them on the board. We're not seeing them at all. I think where they're priced at right now at four points, you're taking a Z95 three times or nine times out of 10, just because yeah, the Z95s have one less hole, but their abilities are just far better than the Torrents. There's only kickback, I believe. Yeah, just three. kickback right now, three and X. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and the last one is CIS. I think Django should come down two points and I'm <laughs> yeah, kidding. no. Yeah, right. Um, I would say that Maul um in the in the Sif infiltrator can come down a point. Um, yeah, he's ultra aggressive <clears throat> and there are different things you could put on him to make him effective, but he just burns down so fast with one agility and no reinforce. Um, I think that he's definitely worth more of a seven points than eight points that he's currently at right now. And you know what? I'm okay with the back toid bomber uh, coming down uh, to two points, no loadout. Be great. I don't like that. Um, I would say Dooku and Maul could come down in points. Uh, Dooku is seven. Seven at six yeah. points. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um, Not and... Maul. Though. Maul cannot be six. <laughs> and zero uh, sixty six. I think. He could be a five pointer. That's probably fair, because his ability is pretty much null. Um, Would you give him a tactical relay so you <clears throat> cracking? Does he not have one now? No. Uh, yes, then absolutely. And actually, you can make the argument if we're going to bring um, Dooku down, we could get rid of his tactical re relay um, yeah. completely. I actually think that would be a better choice change. Because it would give you a reason to bring 066. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason 066 exists is to kind of pair with the vulture droid that can share the calculates, um, the bomber that can do the coordinate with a the calculate. There's a lot of things that like we're not seeing that we could see. So, and my biggest thing, like top priority for me, um, for them is for the love of God. Please give Pre Vizsla the title for the gauntlet. 
<laughs> he has the title. What are you talking about? No, he does not. He cannot equip the title currently. Boko Ten is the only pilot that can equip the title. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's dumb. Um, I will also just say I think these tri fighters should go down in points. Yes. Um, leave the one? fearsome predators here. Would you do the fearsome predator or one of the other single pipped? Uh, generics. I would take these both of these single pips and put them at three points. Yeah. Okay. I would leave. I would leave the fearsome predators probably at four because I, I think it might become a little unbalanced. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. If you give me a fearsome predator at three points, though, I'm now considering taking that over a bomber. Just, just as yeah. an FYI. Yeah. Absolutely. Here, here's a hot take. Give me, give me one of them at two points. There you go. Just like anybody nah. fucking else. Give me. Give me someone with two points. At two points, but with zero loadouts and no no uh, mod slots, so they nope, can't take it. Absolutely not, then. Nope, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody would ever do that. And the HMPs need some love, too. Yeah, yeah. Some of the HMPs could definitely go down in points. Um, I, I'm not sure about the loadout. I haven't actually run them um, since the last points update. So I'm not sure if their loadout values are okay to like equip them out properly. Uh, have have you either of you run any of the HMPs as of yet? Yeah, I've ran the Gene Ocean uh, a lot, and I have ran is it forty seven? The one that gives the free block. I've ran forty seven as well. Yeah, I've only, I've ran that one the Gene Ocean list as well, um, and that also reminds me of the reason why probably I would not drop Maul because of that same reason um making him harder to kill so because if you stack what you call it those uh magma magma guards or whatever magna guards he pretty much becomes a you can make him become a django <laughs> if you really wanted to without a boost of course yeah that's true exactly yeah yeah of any of the belba labs do you think that uh deserve to come down lower uh, honestly, no. I, I mean, I would tell you give me Grievous lower, but you know, no, like no, no. Hey, <laughs> that would, I would, that would I be would, a dick move. I think they're fine at the cause that they are right now, but maybe change the loadout on the uh, the initiative three, the, the generic. Like, give them right. a little bit more. Let's give Watt more. Watts and I three, same thing. I love yeah. running Watt. He was my favorite one to run. Yeah. He can't equip the title either, right? He's just no. the the mod. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Neither one um, of them get the title. Yeah, I think I think what if if they can at least even if they they leave him at the same point cost as he is right now, they give him access to the title. I think that he will be definitely a viable option uh, to run um, alternatively to Grievous. All right, well, let's move into the final segment for tonight. Uh, what I wanted to do is we wanted to talk a little bit about Churn Zero. So last week, and I don't know why I switched off that screen. It was a mistake. Um, we talked a little bit last week or two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, right, guys? Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. Um, we talked about essentially comparing chess and X-Wing together, which we've been doing for a little while. Um, what I wanted to do is we want to kind of go back through that again, right? Like, so 
we started off with a whole bunch of different theories. We talked about middle game, opening, end game. Um, we talked about um, all of the the different concepts, what a material count is, what your basic concepts become. We talked about what opening theory principles are, um, developing your piece, controlling the center of the game, coordinating your pieces to maximize their potential, protect your king, which we kind of determined we don't really have many kings. Um, don't bring your queen out too early and don't be an idiot, which was whatever, you know, that's don't, don't fly like me with Mark Steele. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so then we, then two weeks ago, we went through and said, these are these eight principles we felt. Um, we, these are the eight principles we felt would be the part of the opening theory of X-Wing. Um, so essentially they fit into two categories, uh, setting up your, um, setting up your, 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 <laughs> your lists and your loadouts and all of that and understanding all your interactions. And then the other piece is kind of setting up the board state for what you want to fly. So tonight, what I wanted to do is I want to go through board state rather than going through the list stuff. And then we'll cover that for the next part of the opening segment. And then we'll actually be able to move into kind of what we consider mid gate, excuse me, mid game. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring TTS up here. And that was part. All right, there we go. Now we got TTS. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through each of these different ships or not ships, each of the different, um, objectives and kind of talk a little bit about opening. So George has graciously set up a FO, a crappy FO bomber list that everybody flies and has set up the resistance list that I flew against in Michigan GT um, for it. It's got your boy Finn on it. It does. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, the first thing I think we want to talk about is, so obviously we have our center objective. We want to talk about objective placement and obstacle placement, right? So those are the two first things. And and then all of that is led into by a battle plan, right? So the, the battle plan that you you have essentially is designed, right, for how you want to fly and what is your objective and your outcome. So tonight we're just going to go through kind of some generic things. Um, so let's do obstacle placement first. So what we're going to do is, JJ, are you in TTT or TTS as well or no? I do. I, I'm not able to get into uh, TTS right now, but I, okay. can, uh, I can see what you guys are doing. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, um, George, and grab six obstacles, and then you could pick which side do you want to be. Do we lose uh, George? Nope. I'm here. Do, do, do. I like my debris. Good choice. All right, which side are you picking? I'll be on the, I guess, the FO side, I guess. Okay. All right, yep. and then if you want to grab then for me, I would like to have the um, gas clouds. Grab me three gas clouds, please. So the idea here, and like I said, we did this a little bit before, but the idea here is, is you have to create pathways and, and these different things for all of your ships, right? And so the idea here is, is that George has a, um, 
George has all these different debris clouds here, right? And his goal is is to be able to um, grab objectives in any which way, which his list does very well, and make it so that he can have um, the optimum shooting ability, right? So yep. we're going to give you two objective tokens, and I will take two objective tokens. And I'm assuming you guys are doing like a setup for either assault or scramble. So we'll start. Yep, we're going to go ahead and start with assault. So, George, you can have first player, and you go ahead and set your objectives up first. Okay. Hmm. I usually put mine... Oh, gosh, it's a little bit jumpy. Right about there. All right. I will put mine right here in the center. Next. Very good, sir. All right. And uh, which one are we playing? <laughs> <laughs> Whichever. Assault. Assault. assault is fine. Yeah. All right. So if we're playing assault, then I'm taking your other one and putting it down here. Okay. And so the reason I say those things, if we're playing assault, the reason I say we want to move the this one down here is because I want to force his ship to come over here and either take this one and I don't want to give him the ability to clog all the center up so if you see here we have four objectives already I do not want to give George the ability to add this other one over here right or uh, you can't go there or over here or anything like that because what that means is George can kind of put his uh, objectives are his obstacles and his ships in a way that he can hit multiple of these objectives. Now, I do want to ask a question for uh, for the two of you guys, right? So obviously here you guys have pre-made the list here. Um, the first one here is what we uh, in the community known as Crispy's List, which is uh, a combination of uh, uh, Kylo and the Tai Whisper with two FO fighters and two Fombers. And then on the other side is a resistance list of uh, three Y-Wings, Finn, and a, a Chewy Falcon. Now, based on what you're seeing across the board, if you were, let's say, flying against a three-ship list of like more large bases, would you consider doing a different setup, or are you setting it just based on what you're seeing across the board? Uh, for me, it's based on the amount of ships we have. So if I have... if So I've been... I run CIS. If I'm running more than let's say three ships then i don't mind spacing them out more and typically if i'm running that i'm i'm starting my one over here in a corner to say i'm gonna plant a droid on a rock now because i'm not running um that <laughs> i want to put it closer to the center because i have y wings that are going to kind of come through here and try to circle around and grab these points okay so my idea would be is uh, this Y-Wing would come here, right? And it will kind of come around in this fashion, kind of like this. And then that way I'm always getting points. And then I'm using my other ships to kind of, you know, carry carry on. So, for example, I don't know where Chewie is. But then Chewie's going to line up on one of these other sides. So that if you're going to go, you're going to either go away from the objective points. Or I'm going to have Chewie kind of flanking you ready for those kills. 
Okay. George, what about you? Um, do you do you do a different setup uh, for your objective placement uh, based on what you're seeing across the board, or do you have a pretty set uh, just according to your own list? Um, usually, it's it's dependent on the list that I'm running. So if my list, like this one, for example, um, you know, just thinking ahead, I'm going to try to create certain lanes that I want you to go through. So I'm, I'm going to create, I'm going to try to my best to create those lanes with the, not just the objectives, but like, uh, the, the obstacles as well. So I'm placing my objective, my objectives first, obviously in a position where like, I know, um, you know, he's going to go to. So now my, my task after this is, all right, how am I going to get those obstacles to create certain lanes that I know he's going to go through and doesn't have many options? Okay. All right. So you go ahead and place your first obstacle. And after I told him where my white wings are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one right there between those. Okay, so uh, while Chris is setting up his uh, his obstacle there, did you have a particular plan in terms of like, uh, or I'm sorry, here's a here's a question. So after seeing obstacles being deployed um, and seeing that maybe the obstacle placement is not favorable to your particular list, do you use any type of strategy to use obstacle placements to counter deploy uh, against the like the objective placement? Um, so I guess, I mean, a lot of my time is spent, like, just creating the ideal, like, space that I want to have, depending on the list that I'm running. But if um, I see that he placed an obstacle in a not-so-ideal place, I'm going to make it as hard as I can with my obstacle place, sorry, with his objective placement, I'm going to make it as hard as I can for him on the obstacle placement um for him to kind of get access to that um that objective okay all right i place my second one where do you want the third one to go <clears throat> oh i put this one there oh okay sorry <clears throat> all right so he's putting it there what i'm then going to do is put one right here because what I'm doing is still creating my lanes for my Y-Wings if I want them. And I'm giving him an illusion that, since he already know my knew my plan, um, <laughs> it gives a little bit of the illusion if that's what I want to do, I can, I can make that happen. Okay. And then the last one that we have here, put right in front of it to force him to to not be able to go straight in on an angle. So the last piece is to say, I don't want to completely actually block this up because I'll probably use this lane for Chewy or I'll use this lane for Chewy because those are the two big open lanes. Okay. All right. All right. So there's our obstacle placement. Yeah. Okay. So now... Again, I, JJ, when you were talking earlier about, hey, what is some of these different things? When we talk about the battle plan, my battle plan is already in my head what I want to do with my with my things, but it's loose enough 
that I'm not going to have to be, you know, like, oh, I have to have Chewie over here. And it's just kind of the same way when we run the CIS stuff. Typically, I will put Django closer to the center to go either way and Grievous on one side. That way, if I need to put Grievous and Django together to attack something, I can, or I can move them in opposite directions. And it kind of gives a little bit of flexibility in that piece of it. With resistance, I haven't ran a lot of resistance, um, honestly. But typically what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make sure that you have something being able to cover all these different objectives and still get maximizing your output. Okay. So I think I uh, you are you first your second player you were first player right so we didn't register yeah I didn't register we didn't roll so. yeah we didn't roll but oh I'm let's say, let's let's say George let's assume George had uh, first player yeah yeah you you yeah. place your obstacles first so yeah yeah mm -hmm. so I would uh, bring my little guy here. So uh, while you're setting up your um, your ships here, let's let's kind of tie in a little bit of our um, our like set, setting up our kings, our queens, our rooks, and our knights up here. Um, I, for me, the FO bomber would probably qualify like a bishop type character. Um, so does it make sense to in this particular scenario setting him up towards the center um, or towards like the flanker so that we can come in towards the center? Well, I w everybody does it differently. Obviously, I'm not Crispy or, or, or Andrew yeah. Cox playing this list. Uh, um, but seeing how this list works, um, I'm okay with having, you know, my bomber sort of centered. But because uh, my next position for, let's say, Dread, he's a pilot skill three, which I'll place mine first, um, would be would look something like this. Okay. Basically, um, because now I have different. I, I, you know, with the maneuverability of these ships, I can go in any direction that I want, and they can close the gap pretty easily. So, depending on which lane I see him going through, that's where I'm probably going to go. See, and then here is kind of where I would put my Kai. I have no idea what initiative we're at. I think Kai goes down technically before Dread. Yeah. But that's Mr. where I went. Yep. All right. So now we're like up to four. Yep. So my fours, which is just Scorch. Scorch kind of in the center. Again, I want to leave myself um, options to go into either side of the board that I can. And I also want to be close enough to like these early objectives that I can probably cap early on. <clears throat> yep. And I will place the other bomber over here to kind of say if he's going to take all of his effort and come focus on these two. Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> and then I'm taking my Kaz and putting my Kaz kind of over here. I probably would rotate it a little bit. No, won't rotate from whatever. But yeah. I would probably put Kaz over in this this corner over here. 
to kind of give a little bit of support to Kai to kind of say, hey, where do you want me to be? And then, so now I have an option with Chewie. If I put Chewie over here, I know the probability of him coming both coming this way with both his bombers is pretty high. If he wants to burn Chewie down. I could be neutral and put Chewie right here to go either which way. Or I could take my Chewbacca and put him all the way on top of Kaz and put him over here. Because then that says is what I want you to do is come after these two. The only issue becomes is he's too slow to do anything. Finn's going to do nothing, but Finn does have the lane to come through here and collect this objective. Then this one pretty easily. Whereas I could take Wilson into the same Avenue or Wilson can kind of come up and come around. I would probably traditionally put Chewie right here. I don't know if that's right or not. Again, I haven't played a lot of Falcon play, um, but I would would probably stick it here. Would you consider putting Chewie there just to make up for, uh, for Finn's lack of mobility and kind of give him a little bit of cover until he makes it to that point? No, yes and no. I, I, Chewie is more of an option to shoot at, but if I put Chewie and Finn together, what I get then is, is the ability to have one of them kill something. So if you go after Finn and try to eliminate him, Chewie gets to shoot twice. If you're going to go after um, him, the only issue I have with Chewie being here is if I run Chewie this way, I, I'm horribly predictable where I'm going to be here. Whereas if I run him this way, I can come in at these two points specifically. If I want to move him right through the center of that board. Or I could take Chewie all the way around out here and just kind of circle. Um, this gives me one lane in if I don't come in here. Um, okay. So traditionally, I would probably faint this way very slowly. And what I would do is bring these up to the point where I know for round two and three, I'm going to get this objective and this objective and possibly this one. And then that forces him to come into the field and get rid of his stupid clouds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if he runs it slow through here, then we're going to be even on points. And by that point, Chewie's going to be, I'm going to be able to take Chewie this way and then harden if I want to, or I can avoid the clouds. Because if he comes in with his bomber this way, I just kind of start moving Chewie away and then circling back. Okay. So now that uh, Chris has placed his uh, his Chewy on the board here, um, do you continue with your your battle plan, or do you adjust according to how he's deployed his um, his uh, his Falcon? Uh, well, I I mostly you know would have done the same thing he did, uh, mostly also because of Chewbacca's ability. So you kind of also want to keep him close to like your buddies in case they go down first. Chewy can trigger, um, but Ultimately, like my my game plan, the game plan with these guys doesn't really change much. Um, I'm always going to place kind of similarly. The objectives are in a really good spot for me. I feel really good about getting these two objectives uh, early game. And then the only thing, um, because I know he's going to lean more this way, I already know that I, I'm going to be using Grudge, and I'm also going to be placing my last ship 
Kylo on this edge of the board as well. Um, still learning how to play Kylo, to be honest. I'm not sure what the best positioning is for him. But we'll, we'll say that's good. Because um, I anticipate, because of the placement of the, um, the objectives, it's going to be heavy right here. So right now, I'm looking at Grudge leaning more into this direct. How do you draw? You have to uh, click have to. the... Oh, here it is. Yep. Yeah. So I anticipate Grudge, or sorry. Um, yeah, that is Grudge. Uh, heading into this direction. And, and that would make me take uh, Dread into this direction as well. While Ma Malaris, I am keeping more into the flanks so he can take care of that objective and possibly taking this lane here. Um, you know, so it's it's going to lean into this general area and you can kind of see where it's going. Like Scorch would probably ha be open to just taking this lane and come into the battle a little bit late after, after Dread or maybe even before, depending on where he does here. Because I still want to contest the middle area. So Dread is going to be my cloud person if he does go into the middle area, while Grudge is going to be my cloud person trying to take care of his middle one right here, basically. Okay. Now, Chris, not knowing that you have the initiative disadvantage here uh, when it comes to dealing with Malaris and Kylo, which is kind of like the heavier uh, punching uh, ships here for George's list, um, how aggressive do you think you would be with your ships to try to make sure that you're in a position to control those points? Would you be more aggressive to like do like a like a really fast opening maneuver to get in, in a better position, or will you kind of uh, take it slow to kind of react to how he's positioning his ships? Um, more or less, I want to take it slow. Okay. Um, there is some discussion about bringing Chewie in this way and then bringing him actually right through the center to contest these two ships. Because if I force Dread or Grudge to come here, then Chewie has a lane. Okay, I don't know why that's bigger, but Chewie has a lane to go that way. <laughs> that's a thick line. Yeah, that is a thick line. <laughs> I don't know how it's thick. I don't know why it did that, but it's <laughs> that's awesome though. <laughs> it's it's when I touch this thing. Yeah, when you touch the objective. Yeah, mm. that's so weird. That's it's definitely an error. So there is there could be something to say about bringing Chewie in first and then bringing Finn around and Wilsa. I would also actually um or that's is that that's Wilsa right? Yeah, I think that's Wilsa. To kind of contest the center here. Um, with Kaz is always going to go slow because I have um, the ability to go faster if needed later on. And so against Kylo, so I'll just tell you right now, against Kylo, Kaz has got a great matchup. So you have an initiative five, I'm an initiative four. Until I get five damage cards, I'm always going to have the extra dice. Whereas this guy is not, you know. This guy's a four, so we're evenly matched, and this is a three. So this is the only one I have to worry about shooting at me as much um, with Kaz. The other one's not so much. And we'll, who, Kai is here to work on ionizing your bomber. 
because then you cannot perform a boost. Mm -hmm. um, so the long story short is I probably would not go in fast. JJ, I would go in a little bit slower to see if he's going to take his, if he's going to take this route, kind of like what he said, or if he changes his tune and starts to come both of these in, in bombers into here. That way each bomber can go, one can go each way to chafe and, and then dump proxies. Okay. And that's why some of me needs to get this Chewbacca in here or at minimum get this Chewb Chewbacca around here so that that way it isn't. My guess is I would take Chewbacca this way, though, because this is where all the action is going to be at. Okay. Um, and Finn's going to have to get there as fast as possible. So, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't even... <laughs> I wouldn't even bring Finn into the fight. Like I would just have him cruise around over here on the first objective so that you always have that and then not have to worry. Um, that's kind of Finn's job, to be honest. Um, and if it was the the one where you grab crates, that's also his job. <laughs> Grabbing crates. Yes, if we were playing grabbing the crates, that would be the same thing. My setup would be a lot different, though. Yeah. I would yeah. not have Chewie right here. We would have we would have started with Finn right here. Um and then I would have had this Wilsa over here. And then I would have put my Chewbacca over here. And then that way you're either gonna come after my objective getters mm -hmm. or you're gonna come after Chewbacca. And if you line your other ships up over here, Chewbacca's just three harding and boosting, three harding and boosting all day long and running away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was great uh, for that particular scenario. Now, um, if, uh, if you don't mind, we can actually probably do like a recreation of uh, the battle that I had with George back in the last Galaxies tournament. Um, I added a list in the Discord, so if you guys want to load up this list. And let's do a scramble the transmission scenario, and let's kind of like walk through just so we can see if there's any differences in how we would um, and how we would set up um, in that particular scenario with those two different archetypes. We had to start over here. Delete. Yeah, you could just trash the lists. <clears throat> now, for those uh, who are not familiar with the list, I'll kind of run them down here. Um, for the uh, for George's list, he has a CIS list uh, that has Django Fetch uh, in the Fire Spray. Um, there's also General Grievous in the Belba Lamp and a Bombardment Drone as well as two vultures. One of them is the uh, Doofus droid, and then a standard Separatist vulture uh, for Scum. It's going to be a three-ship list. One of them is Boba Fett and the Fire Spray. The other one is Eamon Zayman in the Fire Spray. And then to uh, finish off that list, Kanan Jarrus in the HWK, the Hawk, uh, for those, uh, those ships. Now we're just going to load just the basic ships here, no fancy loadouts or anything. We're doing it mainly just to show the... Um, the setup here for turn zero for these ships here, and uh, we'll get those uh, get those set up here for you guys.
What obstacles did you use, George? The large ones? Yeah. All right. Same ones. I usually stick with the same obstacles. It does depend on the list. Sometimes bringing gas clouds, it's good. Yeah. Not if you're going to land. <laughs> now, I know uh, Chris is very familiar with my my start out, so I'm, uh, we'll, we'll go through this here. Um, so let's say just for the sake of uh, just uh, for time, uh, let's say that uh, Chris had the initiative here. And we're going to do scramble transmission. Um, so just three objective points, one for each year. Uh, Chris can go ahead and place his first one. Okay, your turn. Right. So I see Kira. that you guys, I saw you guys similarly place the objectives on each other's side, uh, pretty much, pretty much equal to each other. Um, any particular reason or like strategy why you would uh, put it like in that particular area? So for me, the reason I'm putting his uh, up closer is because I want my my ships to be able to engage on these two sides, and that if he really wants to leave a ship over here to grab that objective he's more than welcome to um i will try my best to force the rock placement to not be there or in between these two <laughs> so okay. um what about you, i yeah i like mine up here to to say i i have a harder time taking those with that list with boba Eman. <laughs> so um being able to take two or or have two in my area that can be taken is pretty good uh, for me, uh, there's really no strap. I don't really have a like a particular reason why I, I do things on scramble. Um, I just can't kind of keep everything sort of even. Um, and then I, I I let my objectives do most of the uh, the plan. Like that's my setup is the planning. Not so much objectives for this, but rock placement. Yeah, obstacle appointment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Chris, go ahead and deploy your first rock. Oh, why you do that? That's my favorite. I know that's why I took it. I run the same bloody list. And what it does is it so here, let me explain to you. It forces you A, it stops you from putting two droids or one droid to catch two of these. Mm -hmm. And it forces you to come farther off of that rock so that you're not obstructed anymore. Um, for when I shoot you for this mm -hmm. objective. So you can sit on here. I will let you sit there. But you're gonna come farther off of it. And you're yep. not gonna go straight up the center. Now, do I the, get Kira? That's this yes, all depends you, on if I have Kira. Too. You do have Kira. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, here's a follow up question to that, uh, Chris. Now, if he didn't have droids, would you have placed that in a different spot? Yes. Okay. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, I would not. I would him having droids. I have to stop some of that. The the ability here. Um, now I have a little droid too because I'm Eman with Kira, so you know. Yeah. I have a little bit different of an ability than than before. But yes, I would not have started with that one. I would have left that one for third placement. 
there you go. So I would have if if he could not land on them, this would I would have picked one of these other rocks to begin with and not left the fact because you could still five K through the or five straight through this, right? To get to that objective. And then you're only stressed. Whereas if I put a rock there, you're not gonna go through that obstacle because that is a possible two damage. All right, so it's your uh, rock placement, Chris. And there's a second one. Look, he's he's doing everything for me. I don't even have to put a rock there. <laughs> Still got to fly. I got Kira. I'm going to go through that rock. That's like That was my next placement. What's going to be right here at the scene? Sounds good. I'm just placing rocks so I can park on them. That's all I'm doing. We know. So in, in this particular list here, you're you're uh, prioritizing the placement of the rocks specifically to tailor to your droids for this one. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this one right here, uh, number two, is because I can sit, basically just park them here, and I have range for two basically okay. two objectives um yeah he pretty much that's a good range check range check range the droids in the middle yep i think yep. actually if you <clears throat> i think you could almost go over there but i'm not sure and nope, had you, had he not like placed this rock, for instance, like this asteroid would have gone here, basically. Yeah. So, um, so that sort of prevented that from happening. But I, at the same time, I'm o I'm okay with that because now, you know, you're it's, you're creating lanes still, and lanes is also what I want because I, I I need you to go through a predictive path. Um. So like. Boba and not Boba, sorry, Django. Django, this is Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. So let's go to uh, deployment now for uh, for your list here. Now I believe Kane and Jarrus would be the first one uh, to deploy uh, nope. since Chris oh, is the initiative. Was I first player? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm probably putting him right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you're all your threes. Yeah, and my threes are pretty straightforward. Um, so put him in a spot where I can easily get to the middle of that rock that I told you about. That's probably where I'll place him. Um, my other guy, he is going you know what? I'm actually okay with parking him in the middle. He'll, he'll he's probably gonna go island hop in here. So a couple of rounds, I would park him. My idea is to park him here first, and then when I come off, like I can at least still grab that. He slowed me down just a little bit. 
and then the bomber I would put him there all right and then your initiative for Chris I guess it all depends. I'll probably put him right there. I got to put your Grievous. Well, that made all of that easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason I put Grievous there. I kind of... I want Grievous to be wherever Kanan is going to be. Um, reason for that is because I know he's going to partner up Kanan with somebody, whether it be Boba or Iman. Um, that ship, they're always... They're, he's, technically, if I know this list, I think I would the way that I would fly is Kanan and somebody, one of these guys, just partner up being fairly close to each other. Um, <clears throat> or close enough, anyways. And the reason why I put Grievous there is because it doesn't really matter where I place Grievous because there's always going to be one ship that's going to be placed after Grievous. <laughs> um, so I put him there. So then I could bring in Django and put him in the same spot and challenge uh, Boba's placement as well. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Um, so what I would do in my initial take off is keep Django going forward and then make Grievous um, kind of faint, see where he's going first. And then if I can, if he keeps going straight, I don't know what he's doing with the email and that's the thing. So <laughs> I think my planning with Grievous is just see what he's going to do first and then plan around that. So I couldn't really do anything with Grievous with his so, i5 so you would say then your approach you're a little more um a little more passive in setting up your your drones to park as well as how you how fast you move with Django and grievous just to react to your opponent yeah um i would i'm mostly most likely going to slow roll this because i'm not going to get into the fight immediately with my droids on an objectives like this um okay. Because it still takes an action to grab these things. So I'm waiting to see what he's going to do first so that I can place my droids in ideal spots where they're not just going to get blown up to bits. Um, so whether or not I go on that rock, even though I place my, my droid there, that's still up to me to decide if he's that's his final placement, where he's going. Okay. <clears throat> And what about you, Chris? Prior to Django's placement, uh, what, what were your thoughts? Were you placing Jang or um, Boba just to face off against uh, Grievous, yeah. and that's why you placed him on that side? It's because he has four ships here. I get four rerolls. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, be able yeah. to come in and shave Cloud, and get four rerolls. Three, well, three because before Django. Nice. Okay. So yeah, where this where if I were running this list, I would have Grievous over here. Just personally, that's that's how I would use Grievous with this setup because I got to play some after Eamon. I would have probably put Django here or here. Um, and then what I would have done with Grievous is I would have five-straighted, boosted, 
puts me up here. Eh, probably a little bit back here, I think. I think that's a five straight. And then depending on where Eamon goes is depending on what I do with Grievous. Because then I can either cut hard in or I can use Grievous as bait against Eamon. And if Eamon, if Eamon wants to do nothing but attack Grievous, whatever, you know, like, like you're probably not going to kill him. Um, and, and you're, you're going to get one good engagement and then Grievous is going to just kind of run away. That's going to be his goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but with, with the way this is set up, I'm bringing Eamon in. I'm three banking Eamon target locking this rock to make you think I'm going to come through here. And then I'm going to one bank, take that objective. And again, unless you did four or five straight. So if you really did just your two straight here, you know, to put you right here with these, I'm, I'm coming in aggressive to grab that objective. So if you do come in, you're going to have long ball shots against them. And I've got a free objective. I don't even care about this one now. Yeah. But seeing you, it, it's going to take you a couple of turns there. So by the time you end up like here, I'm already adjusting with my separatist drone to head in this direction to eventually, if he, I know, if I know he's going to be left alone, yeah, you can sling a, uh, a mine in this direction. I don't know what sort of, uh, or yeah, seismics. You have seismics. seismics yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's doing one damage, you know, so unless you want to shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Proxies. I would stay far enough away. The seismics is what's more danger to my droids, but, um, I have, you know, I have bombs too. So, like, if you really did want to bring in Boba, Boba can't out, can't re-roll whatever bombs they're gonna do. So, yep, that's also my thinking of, you know, bringing in my bombardment drone and Django Fett in uh, to joust you. And then, you know, Grievous is just kind of doing his little dance of like maybe one hards, one hard, and then see where. He, where the final placement is going to be before he decides where he wants to go. The reason why I didn't put him here in this particular setup was again, because I knew that there was going to be a similar, uh, sorry. Uh, you know, Kanan was going to buddy up with somebody. Um, and then if I had kept Grievous, the danger with placing Grievous here, I've ran into this situation plenty of times. Yes, he has an objective, but the objective point is not going to matter as much as a dead ship. So, like, if if Grievous only captures one objective and you've killed my bombardment drone, that's not a good trade, in my opinion. So that okay. was my thinking. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty good. I like that. I like the, to hear both of your sides' strategy for it. Uh, the other part is, of course, you know, making sure that you don't 4K Eman off the board, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened in our fight, man. Gosh, I, I'll never I'm, forget that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so te technically, I probably would not want to joust you right here. I would probably come in with Kanan behind, and then I'd do the same thing with Bulba, and then depending on how fast she would go would depend on whether I kind of come back in. Because with yeah. the, the ability to shoot out both, sides i don't i could just go through this center here and yeah, then you i have put, better in tail gunner right uh yeah. Boba? so yeah yeah makes sense he's kind of incentivized to go into the heart of the formation and, and start yeah shooting. yeah i'm better off to let kanan float around on this side and bring Boba this way 
and then that make your Django start chasing my Boba. <laughs> like, I honestly think here, Boba gets a slight advantage over Django. But, and that's only because I get to move first and I get the rerolls. But if you can get your bombardment drone up here really quickly, uh, he's he's going to be sad. He'll be very sad. Yeah. And that's why I typically, like, uh, I don't, I bring him in. I, I want you to, I want my opponents in particular to take shots at Django first because uh, I'm more confident Django will live through the first, you know, initiative contact than a bombardment drone. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, a bombardment drone can blow up just in with two ships firing at it. It's even one, depending on it. Like if it's a Jedi, he's, he can pop. So. Yeah. And the other reason to bring Boba on this angle here is because this is kind of where my shape cloud can be. Yep. Um, though, the only issue I have is I like my shave cloud to be blown up by um what's his face here. But Oh, you throw a seismic towards it? I I, I, I yes, that was kind of my That's fine. That was what I had been doing <laughs> is launching the shave cloud to strip the tokens and then bringing Iman in back behind it to blow it up. Yeah. More than one time. Because I can hit I can it, here I can hit three of these fuckers. <laughs> That's like that's three free damage, and that's that's not even blowing the shave cloud up. And if it's about to disappear anyway, then I just got rid of all that cover for it. So, all right, I think that was uh definitely really great to see you guys, uh, your points of uh, of view for uh, setting up these uh, this turn zero uh, for for both these lists. I think they're it was very informative. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. To We will be back next week at 9 p.m. Eastern to either talk about points, and if we haven't gotten a points update, we will be definitely covering um, the next phase, our mid-game, our, our ship list building um, for objective play and understanding how lists are built and all of those fancy-dancy doodads. With that being said, if you have not subscribed yet follow us on youtube here on twitch or you can subscribe to us on our Podbean or whatever podcast catcher you use have a good night everyone